Hey, my name is Philip Craig. I'm the pastor here at Aria Church. Thanks so much for joining us. I hope this podcast empowers you, hope it fuels your faith, and hope it impacts your life. Enjoy the message. We're going to talk about a few things today, which I think are really important for the world in which we live in and what we're coming out of. A year and a half, two years of being, some of us in survival mode, <laughs> just trying to make it work, just trying to get through. And, and that can t- make an impact on the next season if we don't discern the time. We don't discern where we're at, and we don't discern where we want to go. Sometimes vision can die. Sometimes dreams can die when you go through hardship, and you can nearly lose the wind in the sail. You can nearly lose the spring in your step. You can nearly use the hope for tomorrow. And, and so what I hope for today is that we that I can give you some kind of framework or some kind of hope or some kind of drive that will get you back rolling forward, moving forward, and resurrect some dreams into your life. Can I get an amen? So I want to read a few things here that you might agree with or may not, but this is something I would say. Here's a few statements I'd love to read out. I want to be someone that can be loyal. I want to be someone that can fight for my family. I want to be someone that finishes the job. I want to be someone that is a good friend. I want to, be, I want to become more successful in my decision making. Anyone else? <laughs> I want to be able to love people more. I want to overcome my fears. I want to deal with conflict better. Or maybe some things you don't want or I don't want. I don't want cancelled when I make one mistake in the cancel culture that we live in. I don't want friends to give up on me. I don't want temptation to destroy my life. I don't want to quit my job just because it got hard and then later regret it. I don't want to run because of fear. I don't want to miss an opportunity. I don't want to get stuck. I don't want to live without purpose. I don't want to get thrown around by the waves of cultures, of culture. They're all some of the things that I don't want to happen and some of the things I do want to happen. And maybe some of them you can relate to. Maybe some of them you agree with. And maybe some of them are situations where you're in right now. But the problem with all of these is they're often determined whether by another person or by myself They're determined by how I deal with difficult situations, how I deal with difficulty. And I've found when I don't deal with it well, I don't get the results that I want. And other people don't treat me the way I would love them to treat me because of the way I've dealt with difficulty. So today's message is called Dealing with Difficulty. Let's pray. God, I just pray for open eyes, for open heaven. I pray you would touch our hearts. God, that we would soften our hearts, any areas that are hard. God, that we would just be open just for a moment to see if you want to say something that would change our narrative, change our story, and change the story that you will write in the days to come. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. So difficulty, the definition of difficulty is a thing that is hard to accomplish, deal with, or even understand. There's some things in life which are hard to accomplish. They're hard to deal with, and they're even hard to understand. In the world today, it's even hard to understand what is truth. Who's telling the truth? 
I still don't know. And what can happen is it can, it can really take a rug under our, from under our feet. We can start to feel even more vulnerable because maybe some of the things that we trusted are maybe not so trustworthy. And so how do we deal with difficulty? I want to go straight into a scripture in James 1. And this has really been on my heart for the last few weeks. As I sense in a time where we start to get back going again, I feel like sometimes when you start to get back going, there's a little bit, the waves, you start to crack. When you start to go into the sea, you first hit the waves. You, the first thing you hit is turbulence. It's the hardest for a plane to get up and go, and it, it takes the most energy to get started, and then it gets efficient. That's why you love the cruise control on the motorway. Those MPGs just shoot up because it's consistent. The hardest part is starting. Has anyone ever found that the hardest part of getting to the gym to start getting fit is the start? It takes the most energy to get the wheels turning. I feel the same right now. We're coming out of a very sedentary time, a time of survival, a time of just trying to get through and head in the sand. But now I, I honestly believe it's time to get the ball rolling again. It's time to get out of stuck. It's time to get moving. Maybe some of you have been stuck for a year, two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years, and there was a moment in time that caused you to make a decision that caused you to harden up and become like a statue. And see, the church was never designed to be a statue. You were never supposed to be a statue. Purpose cannot survive in a statue because purpose moves. The church is not a monument, it's a movement. You're not called to be just a monument, a statue. You're called for movement. So let's get the wheels going. So it says here in James 1, what's this? It just starts with probably the most pivotal statement, in my opinion. Consider it pure joy. Not just joy, but pure joy. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, has anyone faced any trials in the last year or two? Any family disputes? <laughs> I'll not even go into it about what we're talking about. Any controversy, any opinionated people, including yourself. And so, so when you, you face trials of many kinds, because you know the, that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. It's nearly as if those statements I spoke about at the start was talking about the end of this verse. I want to be complete. I want to be mature. I want to get better. I don't want to let the past define my future. But consider joy. When I face trials, that seems ridiculous. Well, let me give you a little bit, bit of context. But before I do, I want to give you a promise. This is not very encouraging, right? Welcome to church. Number one, difficulties will come. <laughs> James, James said, whenever trials come. He didn't say if. Welcome to church, where we like to encourage you every Sunday. I can give you one promise in this life, and it's not airy-fairy, it's not come and become a Christian and follow Jesus and everything gets better and gets easy. It does get better, but it doesn't get easier. You get stronger. But difficulties will come. But, but what I'm seeing here is a different perspective. Don't consider it to be something negative See it as something good. So, so let's look at the context of the verse. James is speaking to a church which is very young. Like our church is very young. We're, we're only three years old. 
just a little bit older than Sebastian. And, and so, if you can understand from my perspective, we've just thrown everything on the line. We've, I've put everything into this, and then this virus hits. We're vulnerable. I'm asking the question, are we going to make it? Are our roots deep enough to weather the storm? Have we enough people on board? Have we enough people in to, to, to endure this storm to get through? And so we had a question to ask ourselves, are we going to go into survival mode? Are we, going to, are we going to attack the storm like an eagle? Are, are we going to let fear set in? And are we going to shrivel up and, and just be still and not do anything and wait for better days to come? Are we, going to make a, are we going to choose to make a difference in the season that we're in? Are we going to choose to get better in the season that we're in? It's interesting sometimes in life when we get squeezed when life squeezes us, the truth comes out. Our issues come out. And so what I've realized with, with the season that we've all been through is that some of us have been promoted through it because we've been able to face it. We've been ready to face it. We've been mature enough to face it in faith. And some of us have went through a test and learned a lesson because we failed, because failure is the only way to learn. We have to feel our way forward. It's the only way. As a kid begins to grow, it, it learns to walk by failure. And so this last year and a half, two years, some of you can absolutely say, I failed in so many areas. Why? Because you were tested and you maybe didn't have the fitness or the strength at this moment in time to get through. But if you were to do it again, you would pass it. You would conquer it because life is a teacher. And so what, what's happening here in James is the, the church is in its early stages in the first 50 years that scholars believe. And Stephen has just been martyred. That's a trial. That's discouraging for an early church, something that's so small and vulnerable to have one of your guys get killed. And, and because of that, the church is scattered. So in the, in the world as they would know it, the church is just scattered. And sometimes when you scatter, you become weaker. And James is like, oh my word, I need to get this letter to the early church for them to understand that, listen, this is not over. This is how God works. If you can just consider this an opportunity, if you can just consider this a chance for, for greater things, you will be blown away by what God can do. It's interesting that the Bible says that it's only through faith can we please God. And I believe that James is trying to relay the same message to the vulnerable early church that have just been scattered. You can think, it, think about it. They had 100 people, say, and now they have five people in different houses all over the region. It's not as exciting coming to a weekend with five people or gathering. But it's not as, it's not as exciting in one way, but it's richer in another. You introverts would love that five, that five just to hang about with the big crowd you don't like. But, but there's, a, there's, a, there's a positive in this situation if we get the filter right. And here we are thousands of years later, and the church exploded. It's not just a, a few hundred, it's a few billion. So you can see how James was prophesying with the mind of Christ and saying, listen, if you can consider, if you can see what God sees, 
if you can use this trial and this situation to redefine the future of the church for the better, all it's going to take is for you to see through faith. What if there's some people in here, and maybe you're saying you've had some trials, some difficulties, but you know you didn't deal with it through faith or trusting in God or, or seeing potential in the situation. You trusted it through your own eyes. And you can't believe they've done that. And you can't believe that happened. You can't believe life would work out that way. It's not fair. It didn't happen to those. But what if God uses the trials? And that you, we can't actually consider it as, right, this is not what I would want. <laughs> this is not what I would choose. I would never choose this in a million years if I had the choice. But I'm here now. And God can do something. Amen. So consider the opportunity. You know, I was in, years ago, I used to study GCSEP. And the best part of that was the little, tri little trips you got to go on sometimes that were fun. And they decided to bring us out canoeing in uh, the Loch, Loch Ness. And we were very fortunate because the day that we got was just, you can picture it was like Saturday, just blue skies, just beautiful, just bliss. I mean, you can picture, I don't know if you've ever seen it, where the water is just still. There's no ripples in the water. It's just complete stillness. So, so we're getting ready, putting our life jackets on. We got our, our, our suits on, and we're getting in. There's actually, there were double canoes, so you couldn't just put one in. You could put two people in, and we're going out to the little island in the center. And so we're going out, and it's just like this is everyone else is doing work in school, and we're out here doing GCSEs. And... Uh, you know, we're messing about, splashing each other. It's just fun. It's exciting. It's, it's really enjoyable. And, and so we get to the island, and it was just such an easy journey to get out. And we're just like, what? A, this is class day. I'm just so excited. And we're just having fun. We're like, let's dive in the water a wee bit and explore the island like we think we're in a movie. Uh, and, and hopefully, you know, it's a good movie at the minute. Everything's going well. And then all of a sudden, as it does happen in Northern Ireland, a nice little cloud came, just a wee cloud, so it was no big deal. And then within 10 minutes, I'm not even joking, within 10 minutes, the whole sky was clouds. And it, it wasn't just clouds, it started to get windy. But not just like windy, I mean windy. And I, like, we were like, okay, it's no big deal, we'll be fine. And we're, you know, we're just a bunch of amateur kayakers, never done this before, just trying to get some grades on our GCSE. Um, it's going to be fine, it's only a wee lake, right? It's only a wee lock, nah, lake. Um, didn't take that long to get here, so it's probably going to be the same on the way back. And then, I'm not even kidding. It got to the stage where the, the waves were 10 foot high. Like, I'm, not, I'm not even exaggerating. They were literally 10 foot high, and we're obviously all looking to the instructor to see, is, is he getting nervous? Because if he's getting nervous, I'm getting nervous, and we're just going to stay on the island tonight. And so I, he kept us cool for the most part, but... <laughs> When we started out, he's like, we better go back here. This, this weather's changed very quickly. And he obviously kept us cool, and we started going. And then all of a sudden, the, the waves were that big. Some of us fell out of, the, out of the kayak. And that's when we started to hit, like, red alert. Uh-oh, emergency. I've watched this on, online. I've watched this on the TV, you know, the 999 channel. Um, I hope it's not going to be that situation. And and there was a situation where we were actually getting tired because we were, we were on the kayak. We were getting somewhere, but, but 
the waves were that big, it felt like we weren't. And there was a situation where one of the girls fell out, and she was just getting swayed about, and we were having to wait for her, because we're not going to leave the boat alone. And it was a double boat, but she just kind of hung on to the boat for a while. And we're sitting there, and we're all just being, we're going nowhere. Whee! <laughs> and then because we're sitting still, another person falls out, and we're like, oh my goodness. We're never getting back here. Like, this is getting worse. There's two boats man over, and, and the structure's like trying to get us to get back out, and everyone, they're getting tired, and we couldn't go anywhere until we were able to pull that girl up back onto the kayak. And so it's a bit like life sometimes is the culture can cause us to sway. And when we sway, we don't move. We just get thrown about like the wind. We're not going anywhere. There's no progress in our life. There's no purpose to the situation apart from just being stuck, just being wounded. Sometimes our emotions are like that. We're swaying. We're, we, we don't have power until we get in the boat. We can't get out of this situation and drive forward. Listen, nobody wants to be stuck in a storm. Nobody wants to go through difficulty, but we have to deal with it. And how we deal with it determines if we reach our destination, if we fulfill our destiny on this earth, if we make the most out of this life that we can. And so what I realized was in a short period of time living on this earth is the bigger the battle, the bigger the reward. We entered into a situation, it would have been so much easier if it was just comfortable and it was just us getting to the shore, and that was a nice little day. But I wouldn't be telling you a story now. I, I would have nothing to share with you to help you to deal with difficulty if we didn't go through it ourselves. Some of you right now have went through some of the worst difficulty you've ever experienced in your life, and you're wondering why, but there's somebody else next to you who's went through some too. And you can help them and encourage them only by, not, by, by sharing your weakness. Only by sharing your difficulty, only by sharing your problem and encourage them saying, listen, I, I've been through something similar, but I got through. It wasn't nice, but I decided to consider the opportunity. And when you make it through, you realize, whoa, I can go through more than I expected. I can endure, endure more than I, I thought I could. With God's help, with God's strength, there's nothing too big for him. His power is unlimited. He, I was talking in prayer this morning. We always have a wee coffee before we come in, just talking about life, thinking about how years ago we used to think about, you know, watch, how was the James Bond movie? Ian had just watched it, and he was like, ah, it was good, it was good. But it's like, how funny was it years ago we used to see maybe James Bond or a movie like that? They were talking through a watch. I regularly answer my phone on my watch. You would have said, that's far-fetched, that's stupid, that's a silly idea. Like it's too, I can't connect with that movie. I find it hard to watch movies I don't connect with because it's too far-fetched, like people just doing crazy, you know, jumps off roofs and can't connect with that in the same way. The watch, silly, can't connect with that. Here we are. Some of you are like, oh, Jonah and the Whale, can't connect with that. Well, you said the same thing about the watch. <laughs> oh, Jesus doing miracles, can't connect with that. Well, you said the same thing about the watch. The Bible, too far-fetched, is it really? <laughs> is it really? There's miracles all around us. We're breathing air we cannot see. The ability of the human mind to create is ridiculous. Actually, to the point where it's detrimental. 
and it might actually cause us to self-deconstruct. And so when we're dealing with difficulty, when we put God in the mix, and how great and how big and how majestic he is, you know what happens? If we can just believe him in faith, we have the ability to overcome the worst of scenarios. Not just overcome it, but overcome it and have a heart that is healed. Too many of us have went through situations and we haven't applied God's way and we end up broken and hurt and a hard heart. And it doesn't work. It steals from you. And I had to learn this the hard way. I had a situation where I'd done things my way and it stole 15 years of my life in that situation to the point where now I realize I need to forgive quick. I need to just be obedient to the scriptures, and when I do, it breeds life, and life more abundant to the point where I'm not held back anymore. I'm not carrying that weight anymore. I hand that back to God. And so the bigger the battle, the bigger the reward. Because of that now, I'm passionate about sharing that story. I'm passionate about helping people do the same. But I wouldn't be passionate if I didn't have the difficulty. I now consider the opportunity. Sometimes it takes me a little while to catch on, to that. So what is it in your life that maybe you've been seeing a, a situation, a difficulty as destructive, as not fair, and you've been victim. You've been a victim. But you don't have to be because you can consider it an opportunity. You can consider it a chance for you to get better, a chance for you to minister to other people, a chance for you to grow. Can I get an Amen. So it goes on to say in James 1 and 5, verse 5 to 8, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault. When, we, when God looks at us through the person of Jesus, he's not looking at us and picking out our faults. And what holds us back from praying a lot of the time is because we don't feel good enough. Some of you today thought you would burn up coming in here, but that's a lie. Because Jesus went to the cross for all of our sin. He doesn't see us through the filter of sin any longer. That's why when we receive him as Lord and Savior, we are white as snow. You come to the throne boldly. If you go through the person of Jesus, if you go just as yourself, trying to be good enough for God, well, then you can't come boldly because you're carrying shame. You're carrying difficulties. You're carrying unforgiveness, and, and you're burdened. You'll never be bold. Without finding fault, but it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like the waves of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all their ways. You see, that young girl who was in the boat, she was just hanging on to the boat. She wasn't in the boat. She was touching the boat. Some of you are touching church. You're touching prayer. You're, you're touching Christian friends. You're, you're in reach. They're in the vicinity. You're coming into the church, but you're only touching the boat, and God's calling you to get on the boat because you can't move forward. You're praying. It's not working. As, as the Scripture says, it doesn't work. You're unstable. You're being swayed around by the culture side to side. You're not sure. Do I believe? Don't I don't, don't believe? God's not working in my life. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. There's no power, there's no authority, there's no boldness, there's no movement. You're stuck. 
You're swaying. It doesn't work. The prayers just, they're not landing. And God's calling you. If you want to see an abundant life come into fruition, if you want to see your family blessed God's way, if you want to see uh, those terrible situations and difficulty used for good to help others, then you get on the boat. And the instructor was like, you got to get on the boat. And then what happened is a few of us got around and we pulled her up and, th- and threw her onto the boat more or less. And then we, as a crew, as a group, we started to row, row, row. You see, that's what the church really should look like, is that we're a community of believers that pull each other up. We speak faith, we prophesy life, we see the best in each other, we don't look to the sin of the past. We call people to repent, what does that mean? To just turn around, get out of the water, get in the boat, start to row. And see, but if you're burdened with sin, if you haven't Receive Jesus as Lord and that sacrifice for all of those wrongdoings, all of those times where you just missed the mark. If you don't have that, you're not going to feel worthy to row the boat. You're not going to want it. You're not going to feel the strength to get in. You're not going to feel good enough to, to reach out to people. Why would I reach out to people? I need reached myself. That's the mentality, but God has called us now sons and daughters when we receive His gift of faith. We're now part of a family. And when a kid falls, any of those kids on the stage fall, the parent is there to pick them up because they're in the family. That's why when we, t- we, we do dedications as babies, because the dedication is really more for the parents, believe it or not. And then we baptize as adults. What does the word baptism mean? In water, to be submerged, it means to, to enter into, to be baptized into a family, a kingdom family. You become a part, so there's people to pull you up into the boat again when you're feeling weak. I'm telling you, I'm believing there's people in here. I sense it. I know there's areas in my life. It's time to get back in the boat. And some of you maybe need to get in the boat for the first time. You've been washing about with the sea, doing life your own way, and there's emptiness. And you just feel like living for the weekend. Just trying to get a better job. Just waving around. Nothing's changing. I get excited for a moment, and then the tide turns. Get a bit of peace for a moment. Whereas in that moment in the storm, we still got to our destination. We still move forward the same way we did when, when the waves were still. It might took a little bit longer, but we developed some strength that we didn't when the waves were still. There wasn't as much resistance, so we didn't gain as much power and strength in our, in our muscles. We didn't gain experience from the stillness. We gained it from the storm. And so, number four, get fully on board. There was no use. Dylan, that's your, that's your keyboard, fully on. I tried to help him, you know, as a reminder, keyboard, you know, when I said board, it's your time, Dylan. Thanks for listening, though. I'm only messing. <laughs> it's time to get on board. Because the young girl couldn't progress without getting fully on board. Not half on board. I could just do it now and again. I'll just pray now and again. That's not, that doesn't work. That's not a disciple. That's not a true believer. That's not somebody who's baptized into the body of Christ. It's somebody who's fully feet in Oars in hand, and let's go. That's fully on board. 
So let's go ahead and stand. We're going to go into a time of worship. And we always love as a church to give people an opportunity to respond, to get fully on board, to get on the kayak and start to live out your God-ordained purpose in this life. It is but a vapor. It is so short. And it's not about how you started. It's all about how you finish. And may God just allow us, God, just speak into our hearts right now and soften our hearts from trying to have it all together. (laughs) It's so, so tiring trying to have it all together all the time. And maybe in this moment, you want to respond and just say, Phil, I've been trying, I've been swayed for too long. I actually actually genuinely want to get on board and I want to receive Jesus as my Lord, my Savior. I want him to, to wash me, wash my sin, my past away. I want to receive that free gift that cleanses me white as snow. I want to, I want, I want to jump on board. And could you help pull me up? Hope you enjoyed the podcast today. I hope it encouraged you. There's a few things I'd love you to do. I'd love you to subscribe to our YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify account. This is so you can keep up with our most recent material and messages. If this ministry has impacted your life and you'd love to help us reach others, you can do that right now by going to ariachurch.org and giving now. Cannot wait to see you next week on the Ariat Church podcast.